All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here, age relive fond memories of the past. I'm a real boy. You want thingamabobs? I got twenty. Ten thousand years will give you such a crick in the neck. You're listening to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. Welcome. Welcome, welcome to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. My name is David Dollar, and I'm your host for the next, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes or so. We'll be talking about Disney stuff, magical conversations in a podcast form. This is episode number 35, and if you are the first time, or this is your first time listening to this show, you might be wondering, what happens to episodes 1 through 34? Is this a Leonard Part 6 thing, where we only get Part 6 and not 1 through 5? 80s reference there, if you get that. Um... No, this is a show that actually has has happened before. We've done this before, episodes 1 through 34. Started in October of 2017 through June of last year, and I took a break. And I took a long break, actually, a break much longer than intended. Something like, what, seven, eight months now? And so you may be wondering where I am, where I have been. And I have been here the whole time doing my, my Disney thing, doing my Disney travel thing. I just want to give you kind of a real quick update as to you know where the podcast was and so thank, first of all, thank you if you are back on the podcast. If you're listening again, if you're downloading again, thank you. I, I, I had several people, not hundreds, I wish, but I had a lot of people, more than a handful, contact me about the podcast. And they asked me, you know, where the podcast is and what happened to it. Is it coming back? Um, you know, are you doing it anymore? Did, you, did my iTunes feed or whatever feed forget to, to download it? The answer is I am here, and it's all here, and it's all good. We're all back. Your iTunes feed is fine. I have a, uh, uh, as many of you who know me and some who have heard me talk on the show, I have a special needs son, and he was in a, he was in a school, special school, through last summer, which allowed me to do stuff during the day because he was in school, and in July 4th week, which was our last, actually, previous episode, he was out for the week, and so I could not do a podcast with him, and I thought, well, let me just skip a week, and I hate skipping weeks, but let me skip a week, and then we'll be back again. And life just got away, and then suddenly he was out of school for a few weeks, and I couldn't do anything, and then he was back in school, and it was busy, and it was football season, it was planning season, I had Christmas coming up, and it was just, it got so busy and so crazy, I put this on the back burner. I didn't mean to, but I did. The other thing that kind of hit me too is that I was actually spending well over an hour editing, because I had this little perfection thing going that I wanted to take every opportunity I could get and, uh, you know, make it perfect. I wanted to take every, uh, take out every uh and every um and every just, you know, when I go up, I'm trying to think of something, uh, you know, when I kind of stumble across something like that, I want to take all of that out because I wanted to be perfect for your listening ears. I wanted you to hear a very smooth, flawless podcast, no breaks or anything like that. And guess what? That's not real life. That's not my real life. And that's not your real life either, I would guess. So the podcast is going to be here for the most part unedited. I'm just going to pull, push straight through it. I may take out a few parts here. I will spend a few minutes editing. I want to take out the big stumbles. If somebody comes to the door and there's a doorbell or, you know, something happens and I fall out of my chair or I spill something and I'm like, oh, no, whatever. You know, I'm not going to make you listen to me cleaning it up or answering the door or something. But you're going to hear some ums and some ums and some stumbles, and that's okay. A friend of mine pointed out to me, too, just in general, hey, you know, when you talk, you don't try to cut out every uh and um and, and pauses. You just you talk. And if this is going to be a conversation about Disney stuff in a podcast form, then that's going to happen. So here we are, and I apologize to you up front if you are bothered by the the, the stuttering or anything else that you that we may come across that you don't like in terms of just relaying the information to you. But 
I'm going to do a podcast, and I'm not going to worry about editing that much because, frankly, I just don't have time to. I actually am a co-host on another podcast, um, the the Cast Movie Show. We've been going on now for about six years, maybe seven years now. We're at episode 366. We just dropped today, which is Wednesday, the 27th. Tomorrow's the 28th, when you will be hearing this episode for the first time, or when it will drop anyway. Um, and we don't edit either. We just push straight through because none of us have time to, and I don't have time to either, so we're going to do Disney stuff and... Right up front. Here you go. Now, I do want to mention at the top of the show, you heard the theme song. And I have to mention that is my friend Timothy Dumay. He lives over in Texas, and that's D U M A I S. He and his wife, Amanda. Amanda's just a sweet angel. And their children live over in Texas. And he did that for me last year. Um, actually, maybe sometime in, I don't know, uh, 2017, he emailed me some, some openers and some you know, audio bits and said, hey, put this in your podcast, which is really cool. And I want to kind of give him a plug real quick. He is on a team called Story Eyes, and it's S-T-O-R-Y-I-Z-E dot co, not dot com, dot co, storyeyes.co. And they're a production team, a video team that does uh, videos for organizations, for churches, for families. And they want to kind of tell your story through video. Contact Timothy Dumay. Um, go to storyeyes.co and kind of find that there. Tell him I sent you. You're fine. We don't have a sponsorship or anything, but I thought it was worth mentioning because he did do my uh, my opener. He did the closing music you might hear and any of the little sound bits you hear in terms of the news bed and stuff, which we're going to kind of do some new stuff here. Uh, he did that too. So... I just want to say thank you, Timothy. So now, now that you're here and you've returned, this is awesome. For the new listeners, I am a Disney travel planner. And don't worry, I'm not going to be trying to trying to sail you on a Disney trip. Uh, I will give you some information, but this is not an infomercial or anything like that. Um, but I, I, I'm here to talk about Disney stuff. I am. Some Universal stuff too, but kind of give some Disney news. We'll be talking about Disney movies, talking about Disney reviews, maybe some Disney music here and there. As I And I'm still learning how to edit. I know a year later, you're like, David Dollar, you should be knowing how to edit by now. I know, I know, I get it. I'm a slow learner. I'm still working on putting things together. Uh, my good friend uh, Clay Shaver, former producer of the show and former host of the Remodeling Clay podcast, taught me a lot. But at some point, he pushed me out of the nest and he said, go, man. You need to learn it. You need to be free. And I'm, I'm learning it very, very well. But a lot of this is built on the foundation of what Clay taught me. So thank you, Clay, if you're listening. I appreciate you. Um, a lot of people to thank for this podcast, but I won't go into all that now because you're here for Disney stuff. If you're here for the first time, welcome, and I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here, and we got a big announcement at the end of the show, something kind of cool I'm going to throw in at the very end of the show, so make sure you listen all the way through. But first, let's get to some Disney news. Well, howdy, folks. Let's gather around. Here's some Disney news from around these parts and around the world. All right, some Disney news. Uh, just a few little quick topics here, and we'll get to some Epcot stuff in a minute because Epcot released some expansion plans and some things they're going to do. That'll, that's going to kind of be our main segment for the show. But uh, but first, some Disney stuff. Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique is expanding. What is the boutique, you ask? Well, for young princesses, ages, what, 3 to 12, I believe, you can take um, take a little excursion over to the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique and get your hair done, get your nails done. You can do dresses there, sashes, basically get all dolled up by a by a fairy godmother in training. They will take care of you there. Um, yeah, ages 3 through 12, you'll get a magical makeover beyond your wildest Disney dreams, turning you into a princess. And they have boy packages, too. You can be a knight, a gallant knight with a sword and everything like that. Uh, you can get nail polish, accessories, gowns, hairstyling. A little tip for you, real quick. Write this down. A little tip for you. Bring your own dress. Okay, this is how you know that I'm not sponsored by Disney and I don't work for Disney. I love Disney and I want to push Disney. 
But I will tell you, bring your own dress because those dresses are crazy expensive. You would do much better spending $40 on a dress somewhere at a costume shop or at Halloween or Target or something like that than to go there and spend $100 or more on on a Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique dress. So bring your own dresses. All right. So the two locations, they have one at Disney Springs and they have one at the Magic Kingdom, which is in Cinderella's Castle. And the idea, the dream is to go to the the boutique maybe sometime mid-morning. Uh, maybe lunchtime or whatever, go get all dolled up. You're all dressed up and everything, and the boys get the night stuff, and they have the sword and the night package or whatever. And then not too long after, go across the hall to Cinderella's Royal Table where you will dine with Cinderella and Ariel and Tiana and Jasmine and all the princesses. It's going to be awesome. That's the ideal. Sometimes it doesn't work out like that. Sometimes you have to have the meal first and then the princess dolled up stuff. Um, and sometimes, sometimes the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique uh, sells out. It's gone uh, at the Magic Kingdom. So people go to Disney Springs, which is not bad. It's just an extra you know, couple of hours out of the park. Um, then get all dolled up and then come back to the Magic Kingdom. But they're opening a third location, which is really cool. This summer over at the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. Now, it's not in the park, but you can take a boat or a monorail over to, uh, over to the Grand Floridian. The boutique is going to be over in what is currently known as the Ivy Trellis Salon. They're going to take the Ivy Trellis and move it over to Senses, which is another spa. Um, and they're going to put the boutique in there. They're going to expand it. They're going to add more chairs. They're going to have a magic mirror. They're going to have all kinds of accessories and outfits, stuff you can buy, of course. Um, so that's all going to be there as well. So that's going to open sometime this summer. Now, reservations open up for the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique 180 days in advance. And I advise you to get those reservations if you allow me to help you book your trip. I will be happy to call at 6 in the morning when they open up and get those things done for you. Uh, but it is done at 6 in the morning when it opens up. And I, I really, even if you don't know for sure, go ahead and get it and hold on to it for a week or so. You can decide and then release it if you don't want it. I will tell you, as soon as you know you don't want that reservation, get rid of it because somebody else will want that reservation. Um, at Bobby Bobby Boutique as well, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It really, really is a lot of fun. If you can get it over there. And, of course, there are other things that you can do, like the Pirates League and things like that over at Pirates of the Caribbean. But if you can get into the boutique, then I definitely recommend it. I think you guys will uh, – I think I think your princesses would enjoy it. Congratulations to Bao and to Black Panther for winning Oscars, which is really, really cool. Black Panther won three Oscars. They won for production design. They won for costume. And they won for best score uh, for the Academy Awards. The first real Marvel movie to ever win an Oscar like that, and which is really cool. It was really exciting to see – uh, to see them get those Oscars uh, against some great tough competition. I didn't pick Black Panther to get score or production design. I did pick him for costume, so that was kind of fun. But but overall, uh, it's kind of cool. Bao also won for uh, Best Animated Short Film. And it's really cool, too, because the director, and her name escapes me. I'm trying to find it here, but the director, it's the first time a female has directed an animated short film there at uh, at Pixar. And she picked up an Oscar, which is really, really cool. Oh, her name is Domi Shi. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. I hope I am, but Domi Shi is, is her name. Uh, first female to direct a Pixar short and wins an Oscar her first time out. And if you've never seen Bao, it's one of those, it's an unusual cartoon. And I've heard older parents say that they really relate to that because it's about a, it's about a mom and her son. Her son's getting older and doing his own thing. And you know, and it's told in form of a dumpling, but kind of kind of goes from there. Um, and and I mean that by saying it's told in the form of a dumpling because Bao is a dumpling that's a boy. Whatever. You need to watch it. You can find it streaming right now as well. Now, let's do some universal stuff real quick. Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. That is a mouthful to say, by the way. So I have a feeling everybody will call it Hagrid's. 
I am going to go ride the Hagrid ride. Have you ridden the Hagrid ride? Let's go do the Hagrid coaster. They're not going to call it Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. In the same fashion that the Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run uh, in Galaxy's Edge at Star Wars, nobody's going to call it Smugglers Run. They're going to say Millennium Falcon. I don't know what short name people are going to take Rise of the Resistance as well. Maybe they'll just say Star Wars Ride or that Resistance Ride or something because people tend to put their own nicknames on rides. That's just what they do. So this will not be called Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure by most people. This will be simply known as Hagrid's. Opening June 13th this summer, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Hogsmeade, which is over in Islands of Adventure, it will be replacing the Dragon Challenge, which the Dragon Challenge were two coasters that kind of kind of weaved together. So you, when you walked up there, you had a choice of riding this coaster or that coaster. And they both basically took off around the same place, two different tracks, and they kind of rode went through each other, and they closed that down, which... I'm hoping Hagrid's is good because I really like the Dragon Challenge. Riding both of them, especially in the rain, is kind of fun. Um, Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure will open up in June 13th. For the first time, this is what Universal says, for the first time, guests will fly with Hagrid on a thrilling roller coaster ride that plunges into the path of some of the Wizarding World's rarest magical creatures. I've seen a few plans for this, and it looks pretty cool. There's going to be some backward stuff. You're going to kind of go into a tunnel. You're going to see some different magical creatures. There's supposed to be some cool animatronics. It should be kind of fun. And, of course, they dropped this around the same time that Disney opened up their uh, their Epcot information, their Epcot uh, stuff, basically, that we're going to get to in just a few minutes. And so... It's it's. I love the theme park wars. I really do. When one does something, the other does something else. When one does something, the other does something else. And you know, they're like, "Hey, you want to do your Epcot stuff? Well, guess what I got for you? I got Hagrid's new ride." And we knew the ride was coming, but I, and they wanted to kind of make an impact, and they did. Um, they did announcing this new ride. So it opens up in June. And yes, I do Universal trips. I would love to help you with your Universal trip. So let's talk about Epcot real quick, and this is kind of our main segment. I want to kind of go through uh, some Epcot stuff, and I want to give you – and I wrote an article on my webpage, magiconadollar.com. For some reason, it's not showing up on the main page. If you go over to recent posts, you'll see nine things coming to Epcot. And so I'm going to run through these real quick. If you've read the article, this is not familiar. Or this is not unfamiliar to you. You'll know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, then you can listen here or go read the article or whatever. MagicalDollar.com is where that is, and they're going to be building a new entrance right now. If you walk into Epcot, there's the Leave a Legacy monuments, and there there are things that you know, 10, 15, 20, 25 years ago, however long, you could pay a certain amount. I don't remember, hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. I don't know. Pay a certain amount, they would put your picture on these little monuments, these kind of statue things. And they were guaranteed to be up there for 10 years. Well, the last one was sold in 2007, so obviously we fulfilled the contract. And so those are going to be moved. Now, I think the fear was that people thought they are going to be taken out completely. They're not. They're actually going to be moved to the front of the park. I believe it's the kind of the front as you walk through, you'll be able to see them, which is really cool because Disney did not have to do this. They could just get rid of those altogether or work something out where they will send you your picture or whatever. And there's like 550,000 of them, which would be really hard to send everybody their picture. But uh, and there's little tiny, I don't know, like one inch by one inch pictures, two inch by they're very small pictures along the way. Um, but they're going to be moving those to the front, which is pretty cool. I'm glad they're not getting rid of them. But the walkway will be opened up. They're going to do greenery. They'll have bigger sidewalks. There's going to be a new fountain in the middle. Uh, Disney has said this will pay homage to the uh, original park entrance with a fresh take on classic elements. I don't know what that means because I don't remember the original park entrance. But it's going to be a new entrance altogether, and that's really cool. They're going to be also doing a play pavilion. Um, Epcot is made up of different lands, and you've got the Wonders of Life pavilion. You had the Odyssey. Had the Odyssey. It's gone now. The Imagination pavilion, the land, and so on and so on. Well, they're going to be doing something called the play pavilion. It will be filled with interactive experiences and with your favorite Disney characters 
hands-on activities, and engaging entertainment when it opens just in time for the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World Resort. 50th anniversary is in 2021, which is a big deal. A lot of things going on. And, of course, the 30th, the, what, the 40th anniversary of Epcot will be in uh, 2022. So the next few years for Epcot is going to be a big deal. Here's what Zach Ridley said. He's an executive at Walt Disney World Imagineering. He said, this innovative new pavilion is beyond anything we've ever created, and it's completely unique to Epcot. Built on the power of play, it introduces an immersive and interactive city, quote-unquote city, where you can explore, create, and interact with some of your favorite Disney characters. This is an experience worthy of our bold vision for Epcot and another element of our transformation. Now, I don't, again, know what any of that means. This is all very vague. If I had to guess, it's probably going to remind. It's probably going to look a little like Interventions, where you go in, there'll be different activities, different things going on. And Interventions in its heyday, and I even say maybe past its heyday, maybe a few years ago, I don't know, ten years ago, was really cool. There were different things you could go in, different activities you could do. Um, they had like a like a, a design your own roller coaster thing, and I can't remember the name of it, but you designed it on a computer, and then you went into a little module, put some virtual reality glasses on, and you rode that coaster through a little whatever arm, little thing. Um, why can't I remember the name of the thing? I don't remember. Uh, but it was really cool. We did that really – We did. my wife and I did that a whole lot. So it was a lot of fun doing something like that. And there was also like Waste Management had a, had a sponsorship with something, and they were telling you how what happens with garbage and whatever and compost and stuff. There's activity you could do there. There was like what happens if you're caught in a, you know, I don't know, F3 uh, like tornado. And um, there were different activities that were there. And so I can imagine this is going to be something like that but even more. Because technology has definitely increased since the last time they did this kind of stuff. And I'm really excited about this. This looks really, really cool. So this is going to be awesome. So there's that. The new Play Pavilion. The Remy Ride is coming. The Destination D announced it last year. And Destination D is the the partner to D23. D23 is the big one. And we'll get to that in a minute. That's coming up um, later this summer. I'll, I'll mention that a little bit later on. But Destination D is kind of in the off year. They do D23 every other year. Destination D is kind of a smaller event. But they announced the Ratatouille attraction to be built over in France. It's going to be called, the official name is Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Again, people will just call it Remy's. It's a trackless ride system, kind of like the one over in Disneyland Paris. Go to YouTube and you can find Disneyland Paris ride. You'll see the the ride there and kind of see what it is. Trackless, that means it's it's not on a track. I mean, it's, it's, it's got a way it maneuvers itself. It's not going to just fly off the handle and go into the side or whatever, but it's not on a track itself, which is pretty cool. So guests will, quote-unquote, shrink to Remy's size and scurry to safety in a dazzling chase across the kitchen with sights and sounds and smells of Gasto's legendary Parisian restaurant, opening sometime late 2020. So that's going to be fun, too. I think um, over in France, they're doing a lot. They're doing, and, and this is not even on my list here, but they are also doing the new France movie, the Circle Vision. They'll be doing new France, new China, new Canada, I believe. So all that will be new movies. And when I say movies, you walk in, and if they keep the circle vision aspect, you walk in and there's a screen that wraps around you 360 degrees. It's kind of a circular room. It's a big room. You go in. There's no seating. You just kind of stand. Well, there was no seating. There may be now, but there was no seating. You go in. You would stand next to these little rails and stuff so you could lean if you needed to. And, um, and just the picture's all the way around you. And the problem was that there was a seam kind of in a couple of places where the screen started and the screen began. It was almost like if you took... I don't know, four or five big screen TVs and somehow bent them against a, uh, against a circular wall, you'd see the seams where one screen ended and another screen started. Well, that's all gone. It's going to be a seamless movie all around. You can't see me. I'm moving my hands in a big circle in the air like you're watching me. It's going to be a seamless, seamless experience all the way around, and I'm really excited for that, so I think it's going to be cool. Also over in France, 
the new Beauty and the Beast sing-along. Don Hahn is a legendary Disney animator. He's a creator. He's been there a long time. And he's going to be producing this Beauty and the Beast sing-along. Now, I don't know if it'll be a straight sing-along, like the one they, like the Frozen they have in, uh, um, in, uh, in Disneyland. They actually have a, like, it's not really a sing-along. They just do the story. They do, like, a Broadway play-style version of Frozen. Over here in, in Hollywood Studios, they actually do a sing-along where they have the words on the screen. It's a lot of fun. It's hilarious, by the way. Uh, if you've never seen Frozen, even if you're not a huge fan of that movie, Go see the sing-along. It is a lot of fun. I Seriously, I even had a client rec- or tell me, hey, we would have never, ever seen it uh, if you had not strongly recommended it. Now that we saw it, we loved it. So go see that if you can. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. But no, Beauty and the Beast, I'm hoping it'll be something like that. Well, I say that. I'm hoping it doesn't rip off the Frozen concept altogether because in, in the, Frozen, the Frozen attraction, um, the sing-along, you basically walk in, you, you sit in the theater, and you have two narrators that come out, and they kind of tell the story. Anna comes out, and, you know, Kristoff uh, comes out, and there's uh, there's Olaf a little bit later on, and whatever, on the stage, and, and there's a screen behind it, so they kind of zip through the story as you go, and you do the sing-along, and, you know, um, uh, of course you sing Let It Go, which is kind of fun, but the narrators are what make it funny. They do all these jokes, they do all these little asides. Uh, one of my favorite jokes is about how Disney moms basically are in for it because you know disney parents don't last very long you know i give you lion king and of course uh what fox and the hound and all the other movies and that the parents are gone because for whatever reason and so uh they make fun of that which is really really funny one of my favorite jokes they do it all the time which is great um but so i'm hoping it'll be something like that they'll kind of have be a self-aware kind of thing kind of fun but beauty of the beast will be the sing-along hoping hopefully opening up sometime later this year which will be pretty cool there's a fireworks show coming. Two new shows are coming to Epcot, but they won't be at the same time. They'll be kind of consecutive. Eliminations Reflections of Earth has been there since uh, 90, 1999. I believe Tapestry of Nations was there before that. I've never seen Tapestry of Nations, so I cannot tell you what that looks like. But I've heard it's cool. I guess I can go to YouTube and find it. But um, in in twenty twenty, uh, late late uh, sorry late twenty nineteen, there's a new show coming coming called Epcot Forever, and this show is going to have epic fireworks and lasers and lights and special effects and things like that. And so that's going to be coming, and it'll be there for a little while until the new show comes in. Sometime in 2020, they have a bigger show. And I don't know why Disney doesn't just run Illuminations up until the brand new permanent show. Maybe there's something with it, and maybe there's something that they need to fix, but they're like, we don't want to fix it. It'll cost us a lot of money, and it's going to go away anyway, so let's just do something small. I have no idea. But a new show will be coming this fall, and then a new a newer show, a permanent show, will be coming sometime next year. So if you are in Disney World... Go see Illuminations because there's a good chance, if you, unless you go back sometime this year, it is your last chance to see Illuminations ever. Uh, Disney does not take these. I mean, Disney, when Disney's done with them, they are done with them. Like with Spectro Magic, they basically broke the floats down. They broke all the floats and they sold all the parts. And there will be no revival of Spectro Magic unless they do a brand new show. Um, Electrical Light Parade's the same way. They kind of moved the parade from Disney World to Disneyland and back. But once it's gone, it's gone. So Illuminations is gone. There won't be holding on to it, doing revival of it in 2028. Here's your chance to see it. Go see it. Uh, in terms of food, Epcot will see a new restaurant that's going in between Mission Space and Test Track. We actually talked about this in the very first episode in October 2017 when we did a D23 rundown, which we will do later on this year when D23 comes out. But the new restaurant will go in between Mission Space and Test Track. It's a space adventure um, restaurant. You will, quote-unquote, invite guests to travel to space for an amazing dining experience in the stars 
again, we don't know what this means, and I hate to sound so vague in terms of what does this mean? I don't know because none of these none of this information has come out yet. But um, I, I would imagine that the windows will actually be like screens where you can kind of look out into space and see other planets. They may have adventures going on on the screen. I have no idea. Either way, it looks cool. The Guardians coaster is also coming. And we've been hearing about this for a while. Ellen's Energy Adventure was closed in 2017. They basically wiped the whole thing clean, wiped the land clean, took all the Ellen's out, and they're putting in a new ride building. And it's very tall because the whole thing's going to be indoors. It's a massive building structure, which is kind of fun because they actually painted it to kind of represent, resemble the sky. So when you're, I mean, there's no chance you miss it, but it does kind of blend in with the back sky, which is kind of cool. On my website, you can actually see a picture of the construction. You can see the wall there, how it's kind of colored towards the sky. So they kind of wanted to blend in as best they can. Most vehicles point straight ahead through the ride, but on this attraction, each individual ride vehicle will be programmed to direct your eye to the story happening around you. That is what Bob Chapik, who is the Disney Parks Experiences and Consumer Products Chairman, had to say. That is a long title. That's a business card and a half. Hi, I'm Bob Chapik, uh, Disney Parks Experiences and Consumer Products Chairman, but you can call me the ex-con pro chair. Uh, yeah, so that's going to open in 2021. It's going to be the world, one of the world's longest, and it's going to be a building so big that four spaceship Earths can fit inside of it, which is pretty big. I'm I'm really excited about this ride. I think most people are. It's going to be a hard fast pass to get, I can tell you that. And finally, Disney has been trying and working to complete a brand new gondola system, allowing guests to move from and to resorts like Ride of Animation, Caribbean Beach, and Pop Century, over to Hollywood Studios and Epcot. If you go online now to Twitter, to Facebook, even you can Google it, you can see pictures uh, and video of the gondolas in testing right now. They're not going to open until sometime late summer, early fall, so they're testing now, but each of the gondolas will have different Disney characters on it and stuff, and so that'll be kind of fun, but you'll be able to ride a gondola from various resorts to Hollywood Studios. You can already ride a boat from uh, from Boardwalk and Yacht and Beach Club and Swan and Dolphin to both Hollywood and Epcot. Now you'll be able to ride a gondola from those resorts to there. I don't know, again, what that looks like. I don't know. I, I've seen the construction. I've seen how that works. I don't know. I'm guessing... If I had to guess, that's going to increase the cost of art, Caribbean, and Pop Century. Some pop is a value, and it's already a little more expensive than all-star movies, music, or sports. Uh, Caribbean Beach has been about the same price. Art of Animation, of course, is a little more expensive because of the suites, and I can see them going up a little bit in price on those. So uh, so there we go. Um, so there you go, some Epcot stuff. Now, here's a rumor for you that, uh, that I've been predicting for a while, and I'm going to call it now, and I'm going to just say it. D23 is happening this summer, and that's when they do a lot of the main big announcements. They, D23 was the place they announced New Fantasyland, like in 2010, 2008, something like that. Whatever year it was, they were like, hey, Fantasyland is coming. We're going to be doing all these new things, and like five years later, it opened, and how awesome it is. Um, so D23 convention is happening this summer. My prediction, one of my many predictions, and I'll get to this, I'll, I'll have some more for you later, but one of my many predictions, one of them right now is that they're going to be announcing one if not two new Epcot pavilions, new countries in Epcot World Showcase. There's space for four or five, I believe. There's a lot of space back there. They can open some different ones. So I'm guessing my guess is going to be Brazil. If I had to guess secondly, I'm going to say Spain or Greece or Puerto Rico. One of those three. I think Australia is also, I've heard that rumored. I don't know. But I think by 2021, for uh, ready for Epcot's 40th in 2022, we will see new pavilions opened. And it's time. We haven't added a pavilion in a long time. Maybe Norway? I don't know. I think that was like one of the first ones added after the initial pavilions. I don't remember which one's been added since then. But I just know that uh, it's been a long time since we've added the pavilion. It would be really cool to see a new one, maybe a new attraction in there. 
I here's I don't know how I feel. This is my personal take. I don't know how I feel about World Showcase having a whole lot of attractions in each in each um, each World Pavilion. I, I I'm, I'm excited for the Remy's adventure over in France, and of course I love the Frozen ride in Norway. But I don't know that I want every pavilion to have like an attraction to it. Uh, maybe that's good. Maybe it'll be better because it'll be more people, you know, more places for people to go. It's they're called people eaters basically. And um, Walt Disney's envision uh, originally for some of the parks was to have people in lines and not you know, going place to place, so they would people would have enough to do. That's why the queues are always so cool because they wanted to go through the queues and enjoy the queues. That's why a lot of the ride vehicles hold a lot of people. Like, you know, Jungle Cruise holds a handful of people. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, even the Frozen Ride, each boat. And, like, there are, like, boats going on continually, one after the other, full of people because they know that that, that's a people eater. You can get more people on. And if you're on rides, you're in lines, that means you're not wandering from place to place amongst the sidewalks. And that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to make sure that people weren't bumping into each other and being all crowded stuff in the sidewalks getting to arrive now of course it's worked out where people are still bumping into each other because it's just busy and this is how it is but we'll see what that looks like when it opens up and so there you go there's some epcot stuff for you some disney news for you as well thank you so much for listening i am very proud that you guys are here i'm very happy you guys are you're here listening to the podcast and share it with a friend i really need you to share it with a friend that's how this podcast is going to grow uh, go over to um go over to to itunes let me go to iTunes and rate and review the show. Find the show. Give a good review. I'd love five stars. Five stars is the most magical thing ever. That would be great if you can. Share the show. Tell a friend. Tell other people. Say, hey, you, are you wondering about Epcot? Listen to this guy. Go back to iTunes. There's some old shows there. Some stuff you probably can use. There's a, there is, um, there's an episode on how you survive the July 4th. Uh, the Fox Comcast stuff. And I meant, oh, I forgot to mention that. That, that Disney got three Oscars. I'm sorry, four Oscars. Fox got seven Oscars. Now, several of them were for Bohemian Rhapsody, but of course, Disney bought Fox, and so now they own Fox. Now, the Oscars that Fox got were not as a result of Disney stuff, but it's kind of cool that Disney now owns those, owns that property, which is kind of neat. Um, but then one of the episodes talks about the whole Fox Comcast thing, how that all came together. There's some different challenges and stuff on there, Hollywood Studios history, fast passes, information, Disney breakfast, dining reviews, things like that. All that in there, you can go to uh, Magic on a Dollar podcast, and you can go see all the stuff there. Um, you know, I do two episodes on Universal, kind of giving all that stuff there, and, and you know, I'm hoping, that obviously, some of it's going to be time, going to be timely, because I'll be talking about things in the news that are happening now or upcoming, and you may go back and listen and be like, well, that happened like a year and a half ago. Well, back then it was new, but there's also some timeless stuff there too, so go there. You can also find me magiconadollar.com, and I am, and again, this is not a infomercial, but I have to throw this in here because, yes, I am a Disney travel planner. I love helping people with their Disney trips. I have planned over, last count, over 400 different trips for families to go to Universal, Disney Cruises, Disneyland, and yes, of course, Disney World. And I also do Alani in Hawaii, and I do Adventures by Disney, uh, which is traveling the world as well. So I'd be happy to help you with those. You can also email me, magicalandadollar at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram, magicalandadollar, and find me on Twitter at magicalandadollar. Uh, and the Facebook page, of course, Disney on a dollar. Why is it Disney? Why is it not Magic on a dollar? Long story. We'll tell you that later, but that's all there. Uh, thank you. A uh, quick thanks to Brock and Jessica. Congratulations on your honeymoon. Uh, you guys are leaving very, very shortly. Thank you to the Murr family and the Baker family as well. So I'm going to give some shout outs at the end of every episode to kind of talk a little bit about, uh, you know, what I do. Uh, so shout out to those three families. So here's the big announcement before we go. And it's the last thing and then we'll be done. Um, I am going to go to two episodes a week. 
Two episodes. Holy crap. You're, you, you just had one episode. Now you're doing two? What in the world? You, you took you eight months to do another episode. Now you're doing two. Here's what we're going to do. Starting on Monday, we're going to do a short three or four minute episode about something I've been wanting to do for a while. We're going to drop it on Mondays. You're going to hear the Magic and the Dollar podcast on Thursdays. The, uh, the short episode comes on Monday. Here's what the episode will be. Every Wednesday, I've been doing something on my Instagram and on Facebook called Walt Wednesday. And I take a Walt quote. And I talk about it. And I kind of, uh, kind of put that on there on a, on a meme, and I kind of, you know, give a little caption or whatever to it, just to kind of a cool Walt Disney quote. And as I've been doing this over the last four or five weeks, these quotes are really cool. Walt was a really wise guy. Now, there's some things that obviously he needed to work on. He has his flaws, just like anybody else. Ask his brother. Um, if you could ask his brother, he would tell you, I'm sure. Uh, but Walt was a very wise man. He had a lot of inspirational things to say. And so on Mondays, I'm going to give you a Walt quote, and I'm going to spend a couple minutes talking about that quote because I want to kind of help you set up your week. I want to give you encouragement. Uh, I love encouraging people. I love talking to people. I love building them up, doing anything I can with kind words, anything I can like that. And so that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to kind of give you a quick Walt quote, and we'll talk about it for a minute, kind of give you some encouragement, some growth for your week. That's coming on Monday. So if you if you subscribe to the Magic on a Dollar podcast, you don't have to do anything else. It will automatically up to your feed. Um... If you don't, then I hope you do subscribe. I would love to hear you listen. Uh, listen to the show. Listen to both shows. Maybe you just listen to one, not the other. Either way, download the show. Reviews are great. And that's all we got. Thank you so much for listening. My name is David Dollar for the Magic on a Dollar podcast. And don't forget, thank a Phoenician and be magical to each other.